This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Transitioning to the second segment, Six Rings and Football Things, mid-July. No Fitzy, no problem. Paul Perillo joins us, and we are going to talk about a big-picture topic that has heated up of late as the temperatures outside have heated up, and it's about seats. Sometimes you get a little swamp bum when you're outside this time of year because it's so hot, and now there's questions about whether Bill Belichick's seat will be hot, even in air-conditioned Gillette Stadium or his beautiful boat on Nantucket. Tom Curran went on the Dan Patrick podcast and said just that, that he has, I think, various degrees of heat since 2019. You can look at all the obvious reasons, Paul, like the, the no playoff wins, the no playoff appearances, two losing records, butting heads with Mac Jones, this ongoing tete-a-tete with Robert Kraft almost in recent years with little, little statements they each make publicly that some people can read as a barb at the other. I'm just going to lay it out there. The year is 2023. Bill Belichick is four years removed from Tom Brady, and he has a losing record in that time frame since Brady left, 25 and 26 when you consider the postseason and he's 71 years old, and Gerard Mayo is here, was re-signed, and Gerard Mayo's boss, and I don't mean Bill Belichick, Gerard Mayo's boss, Robert Kraft, said he's going to be a head coach. The only question is, will it be here? I mean, he, he tied it together very nicely. Is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? I really don't think he is. Oh, boo. I, I, I don't, I don't think guy. he is. Get a listen. hot take artist on here. Yeah, and, and I've listened to Tom talk about this, Tom Curran, um, and I think he he makes a lot of valid points. I don't I, like I wouldn't necessarily say when I'm listening to what he's saying, like, oh, he's way off. Um, the one area I would push back a little bit is the whole Mayo thing as the, the successor. I am not anywhere near sold on the fact that we know right now who Bill Belichick's successor is. I know that seems to be a, a line of thought that's gotten uh, to the point where. It's a, it, it will go back to my boy. It's a Felger fact. Felger says it mm-hmm. often enough, it becomes a fact. Um, I don't think it's, it's accurate, but for me, it, it I, I get what Robert Kraft has been doing in the off season. He, he wants some more results. He wants improvement. I, I do think he's impatient. He's getting a little older and he wants to get another crack at it. I get that. I just think it would have to be a complete and total train wreck for Belichick's job to be seriously in jeopardy this year. They go seven and 10 or eight and nine, nine and eight. Do you think he's going? I don't think there's any chance he would get, get fired if they went eight and nine again. If What's they go, like? if they go four and 13, now we're talking a different, different story. I just think Robert is too conscious of the legacy of he was involved with Parcells leaving. He was involved with Brady leaving. Am I really going to be involved with Belichick leaving too? It's going to be my, like people are going to look at this and say, I pushed 
that guy out the door too. I, I think he's going to be very cognizant of that fact and, and tread lightly. Uh, I, I think there's some impatience going on without question, but I don't think it's the seat is as hot as, as others make it out to be. So uh, first of all, a couple things, there's a car ad going around right now and I don't know who does it. So I'm not going to say the dealer, but they, their slogan is something to the effect of we don't sell cars. We help people buy them, right? They put a positive spin on a $50,000 purchase. And I think you can spin Robert like that. I didn't move on from Bill Belichick. I opened the door to the next generation of Patriots success. Like, like you could, you could manufacture it. And then you talked about, well, that's if it works. Well, yeah. He might be dead before we find out. What if it doesn't work? Well, he might then be he's dead. the guy that pushed Belichick out the door for oh. what? Then it's Jonathan's fault. <laughs> okay. Um, and then the other aspect you bring up is, and I find this, I overuse this word. We all do, but like fascinating. All seven and tens, all nines and eights, all 10 and sevens are not created equally, right? Like nobody knows that better than you. Why? Because of Drew Bledsoe. Because half seasons could be completely different. Drew Bledsoe was the MVP the first half of the season, and then he's throwing pick after pick. Like, things change throughout the course of a season. So if you tell me, oh, yeah, they're they're 7 and 10, but Mac Jones is cooking in November and December, and they were actually, you know, 3 and 10 at one point, and they finish winning four in a row or something like, or the opposite, you know, Mac bench got, Mac Jones gets benched. Zappy's in there. They lose the final eight games of the season. Like players are, you know, controversy, all kind. I mean, there can be so many aspects of that. So I don't fixate necessarily on the record because I also think the record and they have started to pave the Red Sox way. Robert has mentioned how good the division is, how good the competition is and all of that. You know, if, if they're a, a competitive last place team that doesn't have much dysfunction, just flat out, you know what? We weren't good enough. Like, we we only went one and five in the division, but all the games were one-score games, and we didn't we didn't give up kickoff returns for touchdowns. We didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. We're not poorly cut. Whatever. I don't have multiple players suspended at the end of the year or MFing the coach and doing this. It's just a flat out, we weren't good enough. We'll be better next year. We were a solid team. I think he keeps his job, but do I think there's ways where – Robert Kraft said, because the record ties in here too. I hate the talk of the effing record. It's the most, uh, one of the, other than the second apron in the NBA, it's one of the talking points <laughs> I hate the least right now. Because I don't care about the record. And maybe, okay, let me ask, does Robert care about the record? How much importance does Robert Kraft put on the record? It's a good question. And I don't know. And you know how little real significant interaction we have here with, with Robert and Jonathan on a daily basis. He doesn't come by and ask you to set, tell him something good? No, a little bit, a little bit more often now because I'm downstairs. I, I do yeah. see him a little bit more often, but nothing where I would say, you know, Robert, like seriously, man to man, like do you really, do you really care about this record? No, I, I don't know what he really thinks. Tell him Jumbo I, wants to know. I think <laughs> I do think it's on his mind as, as part of something, but I don't think it's part a big part of the decision making process. I think if like like you said, if it's dysfunction, multiple guys, you have multiple guys suspended again, and that kind of dysfunction, I think he'll go. I just don't see that kind of stuff happening. I thought you were getting at with the whole, you know, not all seven, eight win seasons are created equally. Like, I would look at it like on paper right now, this looks like a pretty daunting schedule. Yes. Right? I think they have significant quarterbacks. Well, if what happened last year happens this year and they don't end up playing those quarterbacks and they play all the backups, 
and they go and they still go seven and ten. Right. Well, that's 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 a less impressive seven and ten than you know, like like when you look at eight wins last year, and I think you you go back and seven of them were against backup quarterbacks. If that happens again, and all you do is beat backup court, you know, you beat Sam Ellinger again, you know, six times, then I think you got to start having a conversation. But if they went seven and ten or eight and nine, and they had to play Josh Allen twice and Tua twice and Rogers twice and Mahomes and Herbert and whoever else, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. And to your point specifically, how are they losing those games? Are they losing 38, 34? Like Mac is showing that he can get in a shootout suddenly. They just can't quite win enough of them. Then I think he would be fine. I think they can move forward that way and say, okay, we just, we got to keep getting better. The quarterback is getting there. He's making progress. We see it. They never could get over 25 before. Now they're in the thirties consistently. We got to find a way to win those games now, you know, some of them. And, and if you go with seven and 10, you're winning some of those, you know, 35, 31 games, mm-hmm. where, whereas they haven't been able to do that. You know, can you get in a, a fourth quarter and come from behind? That to me is progress. They haven't been able to do that in two years. So I agree with your, your premise about don't tell me what the record is. Kind of tell me more about how that came about. And one last aspect here that I'm going to be honest with you. I pride myself in trying to look at things from multiple angles and not just falling into like, oh, I look at it from this angle. Um, and I never thought of this until Andy Gresh brought it up when I was doing the radio with him on WEEI this week. That's stunning. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. I'm a little, little ashamed. <laughs> um, he brought something up that you thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a wham block. Or anything. I'm just kidding, Gresh. Um, Bill Belichick's contract. I have no idea what his contract is. And as Gresh said, if the rumor speculation are accurate and Bill Belichick makes 20 plus million dollars a year, as he said, let's, it could be upwards of 30. Who knows? So let's just stop at 25. If Bill Belichick has four years remaining at $25 million a year, is Robert Kraft going to write a check for $100 million for Bill Belichick to go the hell away? No. Which tells me he doesn't have a four-year contract. I do not know what it is. I don't know what All the term Perillo, is. Colon, Belichick's contract shorter than you think. No, no, no. no. What I, I think, and I have nothing to base this on. We've talked about this when you were still here. I know that you and I with Fred have talked about, we wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of a uniqueness, unique quality to whatever the term is on his deal. Like on a certain date, they get together and decide, yeah, we're going to, push it another year out or something yep. like that. You know, kind of like the Wakefield thing at the end of the Red Sox. That's what I did. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. But at the same time, because, you know, Robert and Jonathan are very smart businessmen and they don't tie themselves to that kind of long-term uncertainty where, uh, yeah, I can pay him $25 million a year because I have the best coach in football. But I don't know if that's going to be the case three years from now. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's – something that's more tenable for both sides. Um, but I don't know. And that, that is a, a good point because without knowing when that contract is up, I find it hard to believe that guys like Tom Curran are, so, are talking about this so emphatically that it's irrelevant because he's never going to fire him because of the money. Right. I find that hard to believe. So in this discussion I had with the uh, aforementioned Andy Gresh and you took pot shots at him. Um, I love Gresh. You know that. 
I brought up an idea. This is total speculation. And I don't even know how plausible it is, ridiculous it is, but just take it for what it is. You and I have done this for 20 years where we just talk poop about the Patriots like and throw stuff against the wall. And sometimes it leads to fun discussions. Is it possible that three plus years ago when Robert Kraft hitched his wagon to Bill Belichick and said, okay, I'll let you make this decision. I'm betting on you. You're making me bet on you and I'm going to bet on you but you got to bet on yourself and somewhere in there, the contract was altered or made to work like, but you're not hanging me over the barrel. I can get out when I need to get out or something. You're if I bet on you, you bet on your, you're telling me that I should stick with Bill Belichick. I'm going to do that, but you need to put your money where your mouth is. And that maybe something there would prevent, Oh, a four year, hundred million dollar contract where I'm stuck with you. Any idea. Could that be possible? I think it absolutely could be possible. I don't know if it is, but it could definitely be. As you said, Robert and Jonathan Kraft win contracts, win deals. They're smarts. They have outs. They have options. They have they the they don't like tie their wrist together and like even to Bill Belichick, even to anyone. Right, right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a situation like that with you know it's you know every year they sit down and they figure out okay yo, let's do it another year you know and, you know I'm not saying that he's set up to be a lame duck at any point you know but they add a year so there's two more years and then they add a year the next year so it's two more year whatever the case may be something like that. Um, I do find it, I'll go back to your word, fascinating that we know so little about Bill Belichick's contract after all of these years. No one is really, I think Michael Smith, remember, you know, Michael Smith from the globe and ESPN, we're going back 15 years or so at this point, had a, a, a pretty definitive report about the state of Belichick's contract at that time probably more than 15 years ago at this point. Yeah, I think so. I can't even remember another one that I can even point to. Just speculative. I, I, Just yeah, it's amazing that no one really knows for sure what his, especially the term, no right. one knows how many years are left on his contract. Right. And that's why my guess, and as you said, someone as um, tied into the organization as Tom Curran can openly at least ponder the idea that they could move on from him means they could move on from him means yeah, their I, hands aren't I, I think I agree because I don't think Tom's dumb I don't think he's ill-informed I don't think any of that I think he actually has pretty good information in that area so I think the most likely situation is what we're talking about like some sort of year to year or every two years mutual options or the Wakefield something of that nature so uh, as fun as it is to talk about, because it's not our jobs, we're talking about other people being on the hot seats, um, although you and I are kind of always on the hot seat the way we've lived our uh, professional lives. Uh, he is Paul Perillo. I'm Andy Hart. This is Six Rings and Football Things. And we are now trending into a what I think will be an interesting discussion for our third and final segment of the latest edition here. And by the way, if you love the podcast, and I know you do because you've been listening lots, you've been loyal subscribe, rate, review, download the Odyssey app. I know our bosses at the higher end love when people download the app and get their podcast that way, but keep listening however you want it, weei.com, Spotify, any of that. 